Welcome to 49ers Camelot, where we talk 49ers whenever news happens or just throughout the week whenever we want to make sure that we give you the content that you're looking for, and we're so glad that uh, that you've joined us here. So later in this week, I'm going to have my very first guest because this is a brand new uh, channel, brand new podcast, and so uh, this is, I think, the third one that I've done. I've done some shorts, but this is the third, uh, third full-length uh, podcast that I've done. And so later this week, my very first guest, John Chapman uh, of 49ers Rush, uh, you probably know who he is, and you probably watch him and listen to him, so I'm excited about that uh, because he all, he all brings great content uh, for the 49ers and so I'm going to have him on later this week you can you can uh, check that out uh, as the week goes on probably Thursday maybe Friday uh, is when we're going to plan on doing that but so what I want to do today is I'm going to go through usually during the season I I, uh, I write for 49ers web zone and so during the season after each game I do a quick observations piece that uh, that that I go through the things that I that jumped out to me during the game. Sadly, there was no game to watch or discuss on uh, on Sunday. So, what I decided to do was to go through and just kind of think through the season and some of the things that jumped out to me. So, I have for you twenty one observations for from the Forty Niners twenty twenty two season. And so I'm going to get through these and and just kind of go through what I had uh, what I had uh, come up with. So that way, and I'm just going to find it here. That way we can talk about that. And and uh, if you want to post anything, if you want to comment, please do. If you're watching on YouTube, then please make sure that you hit that subscribe button. If you're listening to this on iTunes or or Spotify or wherever uh, you are, are listening, uh, then please make sure you rate, review, and subscribe. Uh, that really helps us out, so that way we can continue doing what we're doing. So let's get into this. 21 quick observations from the 49ers season. It was a great season, up and down season, you know, down at the beginning, and then they just went on this crazy win streak, and so it was mostly up, mostly good, and so a lot of great things that came from it. And so I want to go through some of this. So here's the first observation. Four quarterbacks played. Four quarterbacks went down. Why can't we have nice things? Who has the voodoo doll? I blame Jim Tomsula. <laughs> I don't know. I literally blame Jim Tomsula. Uh, it's just fun to blame him sometimes. But how crazy is it? Trey Lance is the starter. He goes down. In the first quarter of game number two, Jimmy Garoppolo comes in, takes the team, uh, plays well uh, for for the most part, has really one of his better seasons statistically, and and was having one of the better seasons of all the quarterbacks in the NFL. And then he gets uh, injured, you know, close to the same kind of uh, of injury that Trey Lance had. So then Brock Purdy, Brock Purdy leads this this. Uh, Great charge. They're winning. They're in the playoffs in the NFC Championship. 
the chance to go back to the Super Bowl. He has the chance to do what no rookie's ever done in NFL history, and that's take his team to the Super Bowl. And then on, what, the third play of the game uh, or something like that, the fourth play uh, for the offense, injures his elbow, tears his UCL. He's going to have to have surgery on it in all likelihood. He's going to be recovering. Uh, he's going he's gonna to miss some time, maybe six months, depending on the severity. Uh, if it looks like it's going to be something that has to be replaced instead of repaired, then it's going to be even longer and could carry into uh, next uh, next season, the 2023 season. So then he, he goes out, and then in comes Josh Johnson, and, of course, he goes out. You know the story. But it's just the crazy, the luck that the 49ers uh, quarterbacks dealt with this season. And if you think back to the Montana Young Garcia, where you had those years of greatness, and, and then you replace that with with some spurts of, of some good things, whether it's from Alex Smith or Colin Kaepernick or or even Jimmy Garoppolo. But there's just there's just always been ever since Steve Young retired, uh, there's been some uncertainty and unsettling uh, times at the quarterback position. Even when Jeff Garcia was doing really well and making four Pro Bowls, it seemed like we never were satisfied. We always wanted Steve Young or Joe Montana, and so it's a it's a hard position. It's a it comes with a lot of uh, of. I don't want to say baggage, but a lot of expectations, I guess, is what I'm looking for. So that was my first observation. Number two, another wasted season for Trey Lance. If he never becomes who we hope he'll become, Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch better hope they win a Super Bowl with someone else. They gave away a lot for this kid, and and he has enormous potential, enormous talent, and the hope is that he's going to become the guy. But at this point... We haven't had a chance to see it because he's, he keeps getting hurt. And so it, it, it's a good thing that Brock Purdy had the season that he had, had because that keeps us in a place where we at least have some hope for the quarterback position. I mean, with Trey Lance, we have hope as well. But with Purdy, we were able to see an extended period of time. And, and so hopefully uh, Trey Lance can become who, he, who, who we're hoping that he, he will become. If he doesn't, though then it's really important that uh, that the 49ers can win a Super Bowl, whether it's with Purdy or, or whoever. Number three, so long, Jimmy Garoppolo. You served the 49ers well, but I'm still not sure how you ran out of the back of the end zone in Denver. Yeah, like I, I'm a Jimmy Garoppolo fan. I enjoyed his time uh, with the 49ers. I, I think that he deserves a lot of credit for the wins, uh, a lot of a lot of fans don't want to give him the credit. They just want to say, "Look, he rode Kyle's uh, coattails," and and yeah, that's partly true. But with a great uh, play caller and a great coach like Kyle Shanahan, you're gonna have that happen. So, you know, maybe we'll end up seeing that Brock Purdy has has ridden Kyle Shanahan's coattails. But I'm appreciative for what Garoppolo did. Still can't understand how he ran out of the back of the end zone in Denver. But hey, that uh, that happens, I guess. Number four, Brock Purdy is still undefeated in a game in which he could throw a forward pass. So he couldn't throw a forward pass for very long in uh, in Philly, 
And so if you take that game out, he's still undefeated. Obviously, if he could have actually played, then then we would have to say that he's no longer undefeated. But at this point, he still is. Number five, this was Mike McGlinchey's best season. And yet I'm still not sure if I'd want him back. He'll sign elsewhere for big money. I hope the 49ers can find an upgrade at right tackle. If they can't, then we may be regretting all of the times that we said that Mike McGlinchey was terrible. Like, like I, I've been hard on him. Uh, and But this was his best season. And really, it's hard to find good tackles in the NFL. And McGlinchey's going to get paid by somebody. And I don't think the 49ers are going to be willing to do that. It's one of the questions that I'm going to ask John Chapman later this week is what he thinks of Colton McKivitz. Because right now... Colton McKivitz is probably in line to become the starter at right tackle unless the 49ers draft someone who's more ready, which is doubtful, or if they pick up somebody in free agency. So unless that happens, it very well could be McKivitz. Now, it could be one of these younger guys that, that have come over the last year or two, but uh, I'm interested to see what John thinks about that uh, because I, I don't really know what to think. We may regret not bringing back uh, Mike McGlinchey. Number six, Aaron Banks and Spencer Burford held their own. If the 49ers can find a center to play between them, the interior of the offensive line could be good for years. So remember last year when Banks had not played, people were already calling him a bust because he didn't play and how terrible are you if you can't even, if you're a second round pick and you can't even get into a game. But he was he was pretty good this year. Uh, he had some lapses, but for the most part, he played well. And so did Burford. Now, Burford split a lot with Daniel Brunskill, but Burford was good. He had, he like, like Banks, he had those times where he gave up some quick pressure. But by and large, he played well. And so I think that uh, that's a positive thing for the two guards to be playing uh, well in, in this season if they can find a good center. And Jake Brendel is, of course, a free agent. So I don't know if they're going to bring him back. I'm hoping that they upgrade at that position, though Brendel wasn't terrible. He just wasn't anything great. And the center position is a big deal to Kyle Shanahan. So I uh, I, I wouldn't be shocked if they are able to, or, or if they go for uh, of a center that would be an upgrade. And I think there are going to be some that are going to be available. So that could be a, a positive thing. Number seven, speaking of good, Trent Williams was very much that yet again. The guy is all world. And uh, he's, there was, some people were freaking out thinking that he was going to retire, but uh, he put that to bed already. He's not going to retire. He's coming back yet again. So glad to hear that. Uh, the guy's just incredible. Number eight, the trade for Christian McCaffrey was brilliant, and he wasn't just a rental. What a star. Like, if you can't see the difference that Christian McCaffrey made, then I don't know what you're watching because the guy is, to me, he's what Roger Craig brought back in the, in the 80s and what Ricky Waters brought to the 49ers in 94. If you think of how Kyle's dad, Mike, used Ricky Waters, he, he didn't just use him as a running back. He used him as a, a, a wide receiver. Like he'd line him in the slot. He'd line him out wide. He used him all over the place, not just in screens. 
And that's huge. So back uh, a year ago, I did a story on Roger Craig and why he should be in the Hall of Fame. And in that story, uh, as I was kind of gathering information, I talked to Matt Mayoko uh, of NBC Sports Bay Area. And he told me that Bill Walsh, before he died, told Matt that he wasn't able to fully use his offense until he got Roger Craig. Now think about that, that Bill Walsh, the Hall of Fame, the, the creator of the West Coast offense, the, the, maybe the greatest offensive mind in, in NFL history, wasn't able to fully use his, his offense until he got Roger Craig. So throughout the process uh, of writing that story, I interviewed several former 49ers, and one of them was Joe Montana. And I asked Joe, what, when Walsh says this, what is, what is he talking about? And Montana said that whenever they got Roger Craig, that he became an instant mismatch, that they were able to line him up all over the field in the slot, out wide. They could bring him out of the backfield. If they lined up a DB on him, they weren't going to be able to tackle him. If they lined up a, 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 a linebacker on him, they weren't going to be able to cover him. So, and he said that the, the, biggest, the biggest thing for this was that the 49ers didn't have to make substitutions. They could just go down the field with the same guys. And so what that does is it keeps the defense, the defense from making substitutions as well. And so that gives you a, a huge advantage on offense. That's the same thing that I see with Christian McCaffrey, how Kyle Shanahan uses him. He's a, he's a mismatch all over the field, and that's that's great news for the 49ers. It's great that they're going to have him for uh, for a, a few more years. Uh, so number nine is, I wrote, Robbie Gold, please come back. <laughs> we, uh, we definitely would love to see Robbie Gold back with the 49ers. Number 10, I doubt Jimmy Ward will be back. And if he doesn't, that's a shame. He's a been he's been a great 49er. So Ward has made some comments since the end of the national the uh, uh, NFC Championship that suggests that he's not going to be back. He wants to be paid like a sa- like a starting safety. And safeties get paid more than nickel corners. And so if the 49ers are thinking of bringing Ward back as a nickel, he's not going to want to be paid like a nickel. He wants to be paid like a starting safety. And he should be. That's that's his best position, and that's what he's been known for. And so I really don't think he's going to be back. But he was so close to making it on that 10-year wall of fame that the 49ers do for players that have been with the organization for 10 years. He was, I, I think, a year away from that. And so uh, that's too bad that he, uh, that he may not be back. Hopefully they can still pull that off, but uh, kind of thinking he's not going to be. Number 12, D'Amico Ryans deserved to get his shot as a head coach. He was an excellent defensive coordinator. You know, all you have to do is look at how D'Amico Ryans handled the, uh, the, the game against the Eagles. Remember going into it, the biggest concern for me was how, how are they going to stop Jalen Hurts from running the ball? But if you go back and you watch that, even during the Fox broadcast, they were talking about how... Uh, the edge rushers, Bosa and whoever was on the other side at the time, would would come up. They would rush the quarterback, but as soon as they got level or even to where Hertz was at, they stopped 
and and tried to make sure to take away his running lane. So he wasn't able to run up the middle that much. He wasn't able to escape out of the, the, the outside of the pocket. And so it was a brilliant move by D'Amico Ryans. So the guy deserves uh, his, the credit that he, that he received. He deserves his first head coach position, and I think that he'll do well, especially if he's able to build a great staff there. Number 13, Nick Bosa is about to be paid more than any defensive player in NFL history, and he deserves it. He is a, a game changer, just is a constant uh, wrecking crew out there on his own, so he deserves whatever he gets. Number 14, Talanoa Hufunga was my breakout player of the season, not named Brock Purdy. Uh, Hufunga it's no secret he sometimes would get his eyes caught in the backfield. He would give up some big plays in the passing game because he was too focused on what's going on in the backfield. But beyond those those handful of broken plays, the guy was was a game changer. He really made a difference, whether he was coming in and going after the quarterback or stopping uh, a running back in the backfield for a loss or just making big hits uh, down the field in the passing game. Uh, great player. And I was a little concerned about that. I mean, I, I like Jaquaski Tartan. I was a little concerned about the 49ers losing him, but Talanoa Hufanga made us forget uh, uh, Jaquaski Tart. Uh, you know, he great, uh, great second-year season uh, for the guy. Number 15, Brandon Ayuk is wide receiver one. I love Brandon Ayuk. He's so smooth. Uh, he has great hands. Uh, just just what you want in, in a, a true number one. The only thing that I would like to see is I, I'd like to see them get him the ball in open space a little bit more to where he can make some bigger plays like, like Debo Samuel would make or like Christian McCaffrey would make. You don't see too many of those uh, breakaway plays from Ayuk, but I'd love to see that. Uh, because he is he, he's a legit uh, star in the making, I think. Number 16, who will start at free safety in 2023? So Tashawn Gibson is a free agent. Uh, Jimmy Ward is a free agent. We already talked about him. So who's going to be the starter? Are they going to bring one of those guys back? I mean, Tashawn Gibson might retire. I don't know. I mean, they basically got him off the scrap heap, and he had a great season, so maybe he'll want to come back again. I don't know. But, uh, you know, is, is it going to be Tarverius Moore? Uh, I kind of doubt that's where they go, uh, especially because he, he's he been known to take bad angles, to misread some plays, and so if you couple him with Talanoa Hufunga, he may have a lot of busted plays in the secondary, and we don't want that. We, we want the eraser back there, uh, free safety, who's going to take away those deep balls, who's going to keep uh, keep the, the defense from giving up the big plays. So I don't know. It, it'll be interesting to see who they bring in. Number 17, will Drake Jackson become what the 49ers need in, need in an edge rusher opposite of Bosa? This is going to be an important thing. They They need to find somebody on the opposite side of Nick Bosa. Uh, Charles Minahu is a free agent. Uh, I think that Samson Ebucom is a free agent as well. And so those are two of them right there. So Drake Jackson, is he going to become that guy? He 
He was playing well early on in in spot, uh, you know, in certain spots where they'd play him. But Shanahan said that that uh, in in his end of the year press conference that Jackson hit a wall. He hit that rookie wall, uh, and that's part of the reason why he didn't dress in the postseason. It would have been great to get him that valuable experience, but uh, didn't happen. And so now we go into next season wondering if he's going to be the guy or not. Or will they bring somebody in? Will they bring back Kerry Hyder? He's also a uh, a free agent. So are they going to bring back one of those guys like Hyder or Amenahu or Ebicom? Or are they going to find somebody else in free agency? Or are they just ready to go with uh, Drake Jackson? Number 18, I've seen enough of Javon Kinlaw. I just, I don't, he plays with, with too high of pad level, and, and that's when he plays because the other time he's he's injured so often. And so I just I don't know. I, I I'd like to see him uh, move on. I I I don't think that they're gonna move on from him. I think that he I think that he'll be back. Uh, so we'll see what happens. But I I really think the 49ers miss DJ Jones, and and so you know they lost DJ Jones. They lost Contavia Street. And so they lost some guys that they were counting on, and hopefully uh, they can beef up the interior of that defensive line. They need somebody right next to Eric Armstead, somebody like DJ Jones who can stuff the run, but who can also put some heat on the quarterback at times. That's really important to take some pressure off of, off of Armstead and off of Bosa. Uh, but Javon Kinlaw has just not been that guy so far, and, and I hope that he can become that guy but I am getting close to being ready to move on from him. Uh, number 19. No, I don't think Shanahan was disrespecting Garoppolo at the end of the season press conference. Uh, he was just in a crappy mood. So a lot of fans thought that uh, that Shanahan should have been more glowing in his remarks about uh, Garoppolo uh, when, when instead he basically just said, nope, he's not going to be back and kind of left it at that. Uh, you know, you you just watch the whole or listen to the whole uh, press conference. He just was cranky. And, I mean, you could tell he looked like he had walked back to Santa Clara from Philadelphia. He just, he was not in a good place. And, uh, and at the very end of the press conference, somebody asked him, and I don't even know who it was, but it was a stupid question, uh, asked him something about if he feels like he's, not protecting his quarterbacks well enough. And he was, he really did not like that question. And who, who can blame him? I mean, I, I, I hated the question and I wasn't the one having to answer it. So yeah, that was just a terrible question, but he was cranky that whole, uh, that whole press conference. So I don't think that, that we can read anything into this. Shanahan has been, uh, He's always said good things about Garoppolo, so I think he was just making it clear that Trey Lance and Brock Purdy are the guys moving forward. He also made sure to note that they're not bringing anybody from the outside, so no, no Brady, no Rodgers, you know, no nobody like that. So I don't think it was a shot at uh, at Garoppolo. Uh, number twenty. I took I took a, an opportunity here to take a shot at some fan bases. Seattle fans are like that annoying little kid who won't leave you alone. They're just, they, they're pests. 
Dallas fans are like Punxsutawney Phil, the groundhog. They crawl out of their hole once a year, lose a big game, and run back inside. And Philadelphia fans are that wannabe tough guy spitting at you through their mustache, and that's just the women. So look, the, these fan bases are the worst. And, you know, it's always been the Seattle and the Dallas fans that uh, that we as 49ers fans really didn't like. But since the NFC Championship game, oh man, the C, the the uh, the Eagles fans, they are they are the absolute worst. And so, even though I hate the Cowboys and I hate the Seahawks more than I hate the Eagles, the the Philly fan base has now been catapulted to number one. I I just I can't stand. I I've been today on Twitter. I've been arguing with some Eagles fan who uh, who kept calling me names and and just just some punk that. Uh, uh, that wants to rub it in to, to any 49ers fans that'll read what he's writing. And so there, I just I just had to make sure that I got that in, take a little shot at uh, those pathetic fan bases, especially that, uh, that classy bunch in Philly. Number 21, Shanahan is a very good coach. In fact, he, I think he's a great coach. He took his team back to the NFC Championship with a rookie quarterback, a third-string quarterback. And... So for those that are saying that Shanahan needs to be fired, look, please delete your account or mute yourself because he doesn't need to be fired. He's doing a great job. Does he need to improve in certain areas? Of course. Who doesn't? I mean, there were even times that that Walsh made mistakes. I mean, you know, so it it happens. Uh, But we just, we need to to let up on Kyle Shanahan. Give the guy a break. He's uh, He's doing a great job. So there's 23 or 24 uh, 49ers that are are scheduled to be free agents. I think three of them are restricted free agents, so most likely they'll be back. So there's potentially 21 or so uh, unrestricted free agents. So this team is going to look a lot different come, uh, come training camp in late July, early August. And so it's going to be an exciting off season, and we're going to be here with you for a lot, uh, a lot of information. So again, if you're watching on YouTube, please take a moment and subscribe. If you're listening on uh, on iTunes or Spotify or wherever it is that you're listening, uh, please take a minute to rate, review, and subscribe. And don't forget, later this week, either Thursday or Friday, um, I'm going to have John Chapman from the 49ers Rush. Uh, podcast on on the show here with me, so I'm excited to uh, to pick his brain and talk some 49ers football. So again, thanks for watching and uh, go Niners.